Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I see the fun. I see the fun. The Diary of Jeff Kirkman. seem fun the diary of jen kirkman podcast don't know what this episode number is because i am recording some in advance i'm going to bank this let's be honest i'll probably just use it for next week's episode because i won't want to record anything post-surgery i am joined by my friend and if you've seen me on tour in a few cities you've seen her live allison castillo i don't say castillo that's okay okay welcome um plug any uh your twitter (laughs) what's your twitter alice dillo Spell it's like it. my first name and my last name combined. A L L I S T I L L O. Okay, Alice there you go. That's where you can find her and give her compliments about this episode. Yeah, yeah. Give me lots of compliments. Oh, they will. They're good that way. Just follow me. That's what I need. So oh, I and can follow. Yeah. Write a memoir someday. They Don't worry even, about it. They won't even follow. <coughs> the follow I me, seem fun please. account. Yeah. All right. Forget like, it. Thanks oh, for nothing, oh, guys. Like 0.1% of the audience <laughs> follows the account. Um, what do I have to get off at the top of the show? Because this is a regular episode. Such a creep. Foxy. She's <laughs> come to my website. <laughs> Melissa Etheridge, and I invite you to come to come my web. To my website. I'll be on tour soon. Yeah, there you go. I'll be torn soon. That's pretty good. Coming home. Coming home. Um You sound so, really a lot like you have that throaty thing. I that could you do have. that that she does. You should try out for the voice. Just saying. You know I wanted to once as a joke. Let's do it. <laughs> um, I just thought because I worked on the Universal lot at one point that I could just go anywhere. I don't even know if they tape it at Universal, but I was like, "Isn't don't they tape that here? I can just go get an audition, right? And people were like, no, it's like a real thing. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought employees of the lot could just get on. Yeah. Like there's a lottery for employees. Like one person gets a voice tryout. <clears throat> Come to my window. <laughs> That's how I would sing. Oh, I think we're not good. This is an all advice episode where you have asked us, and I thought, Allison, I didn't really know this about you that you love giving advice. I love it. So I was like, I thought it would be. I thought you would have fun doing this. So you're going to get it from both of us. And we may look. We may not have the same advice. We could disagree, (laughs) and then ask you guys for advice about how to be friends again. So stay tuned for that episode. All right, business up top. I got some business. Go to iTunes. Give this podcast five stars. It really helps. I'm not sure how. Give it a nice review. Just say every week she keeps getting better. Or you can write fuck off or just something silly, but just as the five stars. Go watch my Netflix special, Just Keep Living. I heard from a little bird that's not doing as well as the first. And look, I want to get another Netflix special, but it doesn't look great for that possibility. But we put Ricky Gervais on, and he talks about Twitter, and Dave Chappelle does an open mic. But, you know, whatever. (laughs) Comics who work their ass off. You know, you think I seem successful, but I am not. So go to Netflix. Watch that shit, people. Yeah, thumbs up on that. Watch it all the way through. Just keep watching it over and over. Tell your friends to watch it. Um, Don't tweet at fucking Netflix when I tell you guys this stuff. This is a secret. I don't know that it didn't do as well as the first. I just have a feeling that it didn't because it's not that easy to get another one. And what I'm telling you, don't. They, they do this. They at someone I'm talking about. I'm like, this is a cone of silence or yes. code of silence. or Cone, what? yeah. Cone, okay. And a code. 
It's a code <laughs> with a code <laughs> yeah. of silence. So just fucking watch it. Don't tweet them. That doesn't make them give me a special. So, okay, now. But if it does, tweet them about me. Yeah, tweet them about Allison. <laughs> just be like, you've. Ne- this is the best comic no one's ever heard of. It's Try actually it. true. Try it. Why not? <laughs> if you have to tweet at Netflix about someone, don't do it about Jen. Do it about me. Exactly. And then just watch mine. And then, and then just watch even. hers and, like, get her going again. And then come see me on tour. I'm not really on tour. I'm just hitting two comedy clubs this year. Bloomington, Indiana at the Comedy Attic. I will not be anywhere else near Indiana, so you have to come there. Burlington, Vermont, where my Barney bros at. Come out and see me. Actually, don't you people stay home. But the other people that came the last time I was there were quite delightful. Come see me. 10, uh, August 10th through 13th or something in that arena. They're all on my website, jenkirkman.com slash tour dates. And then, of course, you know, it's almost Christmas. I'll be doing another Christmas show this year. Oh, and they're so fucking fun. I know you can. Oh, I'm be allowed in to swear. Yeah, okay. of course. This is. Oh my god, it was so fun last year, guys. If you missed it, I don't know what to say. Well, oh yeah, that's right. And they saw you on there too. And so then, what's the other piece of business? I'm part of the All Things Comedy Network. Go to allthingscomedy.com. This episode today, I believe, is going to be sponsored by Talkspace, and uh, I think that we'll just see. <laughs> and if happens. not, it is now. It is. Yeah, if not, it is now. And then other great sponsors who you hear about uh, sometime. Okay, now. Let us begin. I feel like there's more business to do. I always forget it, and I really want to be... Oh, things are falling. I'm, oh, no. Okay, I want to be organized. God, I just want to go off script and... Do it. I, no, I can't, because I have to save it oh, for another episode. Okay. Um, All right. Is that the hold music for yeah. I Seem Fun? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, send an email to iseemfun at gmail.com. If you didn't get in on this this time, please fucking follow the show at Podcast on Twitter. I'm trying to phase out Facebook because I feel like it's like maybe not something I should be on anymore. I'm not on it as a real person. I'm on it. The, the podcast page is on there. Um, but if you go to jenkirkman.com slash podcast, every week you can see a description of the show. Good. Here we go. Listener advice. Let's start with this one. We'll start easy. Okay. I don't know if this person was fucking with me. But I don't want to make them feel bad. I'm going to take it serious. Everything I'm taking seriously here. Yeah, please do. Thank you also for saying seriously. Uh, I know. I said I'm going to take it serious, and I suddenly was like. I got so nervous. It was like, like, am I talking about the dog star? (laughs) I'm not. Let's put an L-Y on that. Mm -hmm. Mm. This person starts out, Jerome, hey, quick question. Okay. I am deathly afraid of skeletons. (laughs) I think I have a serious phobia. When I'm around other people, all I can think about is their skeletons inside them, especially if they have strong cheekbones. Any advice? I don't know if he's fucking with me, but... Well, I wrote down totally acceptable. That's what I wrote down because (laughs) I'm like... Well, I just am like, if you really think about skeletons, it's creepy. It is creepy. But here's the deal. You know... um, Are you actually researching fear of skeletons right now? I am. I'm getting on the... Aaron, is it ATC or ATC guest? Or should I not say the password on the air? Yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) Tommy, um, guest, okay. And then I won't say the password out loud, but I'm going to type it in. Although I've typed it in before. Shouldn't it just it remember just me? It should go on, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. Hang on one sec. Um, yeah, anything else? You go while I'm looking Yeah, this up. well, listen, uh, Jerome. Uh, I can understand this. I think if your fear of skeletons is kind of getting in the way of your everyday life, you probably do have a problem, and maybe you should deal with that like if you're like i can't leave my house because there's a skeleton like my mom's a skeleton or whatever i i don't think i'm qualified to um help you with that i think (laughs) there's probably a therapist too um her thing is or his thing is um fear of skeleton but here's some advice oh i love it um i think you should take a modern dance class called gaga it has nothing to do with lady gaga sorry um it's a modern dance class it's a guided um, movement class and I took it once and they were like telling me to lie on the ground and like feel my bones like separating from my skin or something I had no idea what they meant but I thought maybe you'd be really good at it because you're hyper aware of your skeleton that's such a great idea and maybe and that would help you like be comfortable be okay with it well I was thinking this too that <laughs> that I think in his mind well it's ironic that he said deathly afraid of skeletons as we think it's of hilarious actually we think of skeletons as death of course. But they're really, maybe he can revert, change his thinking. They're really a part of being alive. Life too. Yeah. yeah. We, we eventually, oh, and there's a great article in Wired magazine, if anyone wants to read it. It's about the future of um, chemoth- uh, not ke- cremation, where it's like you're <laughs> liquefied. Ew. And it's crazy, but it's so much better for everything, like the environment and your, 
and uh they're gonna liquefy us and just put us in a pot like i don't know what they do with the liquid i forget but like your bones come out really white and nice but like you'd have to take your pacemaker out or something because it would it wouldn't be able to liquefy i'm gonna read it on air of course i read it at three in the morning the other night but um so what i was thinking is i've had many phobias in my life and two of them i'm just don't think i'm ever going to get over tarantulas and roller coasters fair enough but i had a really terrible fear of flying which was a phobia and i had i still have death in general but it's more about how i would die than just being dead doesn't really bother me okay but um i think that if you can sort of celebrate the skeleton as a positive like mm-hmm. this is what my psychiatrist would always say is if you're afraid of turbulence lean into it like this is turbulence this isn't that bad i could take even more turbulence than this like if you're having a panic attack you're supposed to try to have even a bigger one because really? it, it stops it yeah wow because i had no idea i think our the, the the common knowledge is that like the more we're freaking out in a phobic moment and resisting the yeah. worse it's going to be for us slide into the skid you grew up on the East Coast. <laughs> Slide into the skid. Is yeah, that what if you your if your car's spinning out on oh, the ice. But you know what my phobia is? Driving. Driving. Yeah. I fucking hate driving. Well, I'm also have a phobia of sliding into the skid because even though it's the right thing to do, it's fucking. It sounds terrifying. awful. Yeah, it's horrifying. Are we helping at all? <laughs> <laughs> But I will tell you that if you can slide into the skid, you are a skeleton. Now I don't know if you're afraid of your own, but you, the more that you right. stop fighting it and go, yeah, there's skeletons inside everyone. That's so cool. That's helping them walk. And right, I mean, they are keeping us going. They're keeping in us the most going. fundamental way. Otherwise, you would literally be a blob on the ground. Right, you would already be the liquefied um, cremation mm-hmm. that we spoke about earlier. So a skeleton really isn't about death; it's about life. And you can also look up exposure therapy. A psychological treatment developed to help people confront their fears. When they're fearful of something, they tend to avoid the feared objects, activities, or situations. I mean, you might want to get one of those classroom skeletons and hang it. That would be so fun. In your home and have, I mean, I think you need a professional. If you're going to do that, could you please put a xylophone in front of it and make the skeleton, like, pose it as if it's playing a xylophone? I don't know. It just sounds really fun to me. You would be great. I mean, working maybe, at the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Maybe if you did that, you'd see a skeleton as like a fun thing. Like a Day of the Dead or Mardi Gras. Yeah. Like, Not Mardi Gras. You could put it, as you're saying, you could readjust your view of the skeleton, put it in a new light. I really... What if every day you dress the skeleton up to be doing a different fun activity? <laughs> like, <laughs> no? I, I mean, I'm, take, I'm leaning skeleton. in. I'm sliding into the skid big time. I love this idea. Now, wait a minute. Question for you. Do you think... For me or for Jerome? No, for you. Okay. Have you been to Disney World or land and gone on Pirates of the Caribbean? Like a million years oh, okay. ago. Oh, I was going to say, but you said like a million times. So no, I wonder, you know how they have all the pirates, yes, but then they have skeletons yes. doing things. I wonder if they have a skeleton with a xylophone and that's somehow in your subconscious where you got it from. Or if That it's, seems like more of a Calypso skeleton to me. You're right. But I could be wrong. I'm sure they had skeleton, they did have like a skeleton band, I think. Yes. Yeah. And I think so, they had a skeleton in a jail trying to get a key probably. from a dog. Or, no, not a skeleton. It was a pirate. Never mind. Oh, that was a pirate. There was just a lot okay. of skeletons there because the pirates skeletons. had died and yeah. whatever. But I think that you would be great as a set designer for that. Thanks. Because that... I need a job, so thanks. <laughs> I mean, maybe I've learned more from this than any of us. And that's why I... we do these episodes, because <laughs> you really learn more about yourself. Self, I'm exactly. Well, Jerome, I hope that's helped. Um, Jerome, just do it. Go out forth with your skeleton and slide. No, I took a pen. Okay, so we've got that one. Now, Allison, I know you are passionate about one that, well, the, the, well not the work one yet. No, that's a We're going to slide into the deeper ones. Okay. But moving to Los Angeles and theater advice. This oh, is from I love Jason. this one, Now, Jason. I think you might be kinder than me because... I have a tendency to get frustrated with younger people where I'm just like, I don't know. Why would you ask me? I'm, but I'm, what? Okay. I, I don't know. I, just do it or don't. So but, here, okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk. Okay. We need to talk about that because you're seen as someone who knows and you kind of have to embrace that in some way, I think. I do. But what I, what, what I, I ask your advice all the time. I did my, um, yeah, but see, my advice to people is like, you can't ask advice until you're already in the midst of the thing. Like. In other words, like there's right. nothing anyone's going to say to get you to do it right. You have to be willing to okay, fa- try and fail. And it might not be right for you. Don't ask me. Because you know what I was realizing um, recently is I was watching the Gary Shandling documentary mm-hmm. um, that Judd Apatow made. And part of it was pissing me off because everything is so serious and he was this and that's what comedians are. And I know I was very influenced growing up early in comedy and I would watch things and go oh I guess this is how you're supposed to be and I would like keep losing track of who I was and what I wanted all the time and I have so many regrets about 
not truly being myself or doing yeah. what other people said my dreams should be. I left Chelsea lately because I had an agent who said, you should write on a sitcom. And I'm like, okay. Like, I didn't know. Oh. And I remember even growing up, I thought Andy Kaufman was funny, like on Taxi as a kid. But <laughs> as I became an adult, like, I don't like his comedy. I, that's not for me. Right. And he wasn't my hero. And I didn't think he was a genius. And the other night I met Wendy Lehman for the wrong words. Thank you. Yeah. The other night I met Wendy Lehman for the first time, who I think oh, is a I love genius. Wendy Lehman, yeah. yeah, I think she like literally well, jealous right now, guys. I've never met her in my whole life. I think uh, she's great. Oh, I'll talk to you offline about doing her show. So, um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so she's um. No, I think she's a genius. So when I was coming up in comedy, I had my geniuses that I, that I watched and loved. Of course. And nobody else had the same geniuses as me. And I was told over and over, oh, Andy Kaufman's a genius. Did you have Richard Pryor's album? Now, I love Pryor, but I never had comedy albums. I mean, I, to this day, have a fantasy that Janine Garofalo will see me do stand-up someday and just tell me I'm good. And then I'll be like, it was all worth it. Like, that's like my fantasy person. I love that. I've really? lived your fantasy. Something happened the other day. When I was I've down. seen, I think I saw Janine see you once. I think I was at a show you did once oh, a maybe. long time ago, and she was on that show too. I was having a hard time. I was at Caroline's in January. Which, and, uh, uh, yeah, that could be a hard time. Was that a hard time? Well, the crowds were great, but okay, I was just good. nervous about ticket sales one night. They oh, weren't right. quite what I wanted okay. on this one particular night. I was feeling a little sad, like, God, when is this going to break, break open? open? Yeah. And I was just like, uh, and I was just like, I don't know what this year is going to be. I don't have anything. I was just sad. Just having like a literally a two-minute pity party. Just And then I yeah. came right out of it. All of a sudden, and Caroline's is, you have to like walk in, bust through cards, and go all the way down these stairs to the basement where the where the comics green room is. It's not It's not on the side. Of it's the... on the side of the street. But then to get to where the comics are, you have to like walk down all these stairs and all I this stuff. I can't, yeah, okay. And I so, thought it was on the same level as the stage. Doesn't matter. Why are we? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, why am I? It is on the same level as the stage, but the stage but is downstairs. Like, yeah, got it. Totally got it. So she <laughs> pops her head into the green room and, and she goes, "Hi," and I go, "Do you want stage time? What are you doing? What? I don't know her that well." And she goes, "I just was walking by. I don't know why Janine Garofalo is walking in Times Square. It doesn't seem like a thing she would like do. she would walk yeah. ever." And uh, well, she walks a lot, but Times Square it's like who is just wandering through there? You know, it's a place you wander through to get to another place. True. Though. Good point. And she goes, um. I just saw your poster out there, and I wanted to come downstairs and say, you're a good and worthy person, and I hope you have great shows. You're great at what you do, and I hope that you're enjoying yourself and feeling good about yourself. That's all. And I was like, what? It did not seem real. Oh, my. Was, She's like an angel. You, were you projecting some kind of weird astral projection of Jenny Grapple <laughs> that you just like made appear, or was she really there? I swear to God, she was there. And I was like... Uh. I... Thanks. And then I'm like, we should get coffee soon. And she's like, I would love that. I'm like, Saturday? She's like, totally. And then she texted me later. was like, oh, it's the Women's March. And then I had to act like, you oh. going, of course. Oh, I'm going. Or like, I'm so busy, I can't go. But I know I'm, she knows I'm not busy because I said, let's get coffee. It turned out I actually became busy that day because I got an assignment to do something. So it all worked out. She's not judging. But that did happen. And I got to tell you, it felt good for five minutes. And it feels good to say it, but it didn't yeah. really change anything. But it's nice. It's so nice. It's nice. And I hope I could do that for someone, and maybe I should think of that maybe, to Maybe this you can do that guy. for Jason right mm -hmm. now. I mean, I understand your point because it's that kind of thing where if you try to say to somebody like, you better do this now because when you're 40 or when you're 50, you're going to feel this way. No one can understand it until they get there. Yeah. Like, you can be like, yeah, yeah, sure. But you're never going to have that experience. I mean, of course, you can't have the experience until you have the experience. But, I mean, you can't force yourself to kind of realize something. You have to just go through it. But yeah. I am giving I, – I just – Oh, should I read the question really quick? Read the thing because I kind of love Jason. Oh, good. I'm, I love I'm things it. about him. And I love his vulnerability in this question. Well, and don't lose that vulnerability, Jason. That will that carry you. That is a big – I is have that a note about that. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Moving to, okay, I have a pretty general question, but I'll try to make it specific. I'm Good. 21 and graduating from college in just a couple months with a degree in theater. I have a degree in First theater. First mistake, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm moving to Los Angeles immediately after to pursue a career in acting, writing, comedy. I know, same as literally everyone. See, I love that. He, he has self, he's a little self-deprecating, which I shouldn't say, I should probably not encourage, but it makes me love him. Well, it's it's definitely good for comedy. I don't really cotton to the kids that come <laughs> out as though they're the first ones that ever did. Right. And He's there's some a, yeah. There's some people that came out here at a little older than 21 who are still waiting for things they dreamt of to happen. So it's like, you know, move aside. Uh, 
uh, anyone who thinks they're the first ones here. Yeah. Uh, but, but I'm completely overwhelmed. That's fine. I'm job hunting, trying to figure out which neighborhood to live in, and psyching myself out all the time. Can't be doing that. I have wanted this ever since I can remember. I love when younger people say that. It's like, well, you've been alive like a year. A day, yeah. Um, but no, 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 I'm kidding. But it's to know you really want something. Now, this is That's what I say. That's important, though. This is whatever is in the universe, whether it's God or a seagull or the, the sky. I or... hope it's a seagull. <laughs> because a seagull ate my french fries last summer. And I'd like to think that was actually Janine Groff <laughs> saying, you're going to be okay. I think it was. I've heard she appears as a seagull sometimes. But Sorry, I think... Janine. Like, we've now made her, like, some kind of weird sh- shamanistic appearance. But I do think that there's something about – let me finish the question. But I think there's something about um, – what was I even going to say? Oh, if that has been put in you from a young age, yeah. it's a love and a desire. Now, it doesn't mean you get to do it for a living, and that's the hard part of well, life. Well, if you want to be very honest, because I think the advice people should be honest about their own journeys. Yeah. I hate the word journey. Sorry, guys. Didn't yeah. mean to say it been on too many online dating sites um you know i'm sitting across from jen i'm older than her and i don't make my living doing comedy so you know you have two people who are on the both at different ends yeah, of this, yeah. of this experience right here and i also think that like if you love it that's the hard part you got to hold on to that you got to hold on to the love and go i was given this gift of loving it maybe not the gift of the talent i try to think of it the gift is because a lot of people don't love anything and they don't know what they want and I've heard from them, and they're unhappy, and I'm like, oh, the people that know what they want are unhappy because they, they didn't feel get like it. they can't get yeah. it. So it's no win, but I kind of feel like if I had to do it all again, I would choose to still come back as the person who really loves something so much. Anyway, okay, so we're uh, psyching myself out. I've wanted this ever since I can remember, but now that it's here, I realize I'm insanely nervous. That's fine. I visited L.A. a couple times now, so luckily I somewhat know the vibe of the city. Good plan. Which is always changing anyway, uh, and as you change, the vibe changes. I get older, and there's certain parts I love about it. But and, I love the planning, I hate. Yeah. Jason. I love the planning that you're doing. And I was wondering if you had any advice on making the big move and starting a career in the entertainment industry. I sort of do, but it's going to be my usual. I don't know. I'm really excited <laughs> for the future, but I've just been having self-doubts. Don't get me wrong. I know the business is tough and my chances are scarce. Don't say that. They're actually not. They're, they're insanely random is what they are. But I know I have to give it a shot. Let me know if you have any advice for a nervous little theater grad from Iowa. Iowa. Love Jason, you. Read the PS. I love this part. This I try not part. to read compliments. I'll read it. P.S. I can't reiterate how much I love you. Your comedy makes me feel less alone in this world. Great. And I really appreciate it. Queen. I love being called Queen. Queen is like my favorite. Do you know I think I'm finally going to have a gay audience from this generation? Jason, I hope so. From two exclamation points. He gives you two exclamation points on Queen. And you know what? Even though things that I want, like, don't always come to fruition, like, that comment actually makes me know that I'm doing what I was trying to do correctly. Yeah, I I love that he says that. Oh, I'm going to cry. I mean, isn't that your goal to make... It is. It's to me. And send me 10 bucks, Jason. (laughs) All right, go ahead. Now your advice. Well, I I think we've... I mean, a lot of the things that we've talked about are a lot of the things that I kind of jotted down while reading this. One of the things I said is keep your love of it. Keep your love of what you're doing. Let your love flow. I'll sing that in the background. (laughs) I don't know why I have to do that voice every time. Um, You're insanely nervous. And I'm going to say... Yeah, of course you are. Everyone is. And would what you would be a horrible person where you're not. You would be the person <laughs> that nobody likes. You'd be Ricky Gervais. It's, it's okay to be nervous. And just, you know, here's, I mean, everyone's going to tell you this. And I don't, I swear to God, I have no idea how to, like, do this. Mm-hmm. But everyone's going to say, fake it till you make it. And even though that's a stupid thing to say, mm-hmm. everyone's doing it. The, mm-hmm. You are going to look around and you're going to see people are going to go, how is that person so confident? And so like doing that, no one's doing it. No mm-hmm. one's confident. I think if you remember that, everybody's just trying their best. Mm-hmm. And you don't know, when you're a kid, you don't really know this. Like you don't think about this stuff a lot of the time. No, everyone else seems like they're knowing what life is. And unfortunately, you can start to have the goal of, oh, when I'm there, I'll know this. Right. And it's like the big secret is. You never know. And that's why I've heard in Scientology, when they promise you by level this, you'll be able to do this. And people get to that level and they're not. They get suicidal because they're like, but you promised. So is that when they realize they're Scientologists as well? <laughs> I think the good news is <laughs> that's that. That's one thing not to do, Jason. Yeah, Jason, do not join any cults. I think the good news is that like everyone's always nervous. Nobody really knows. There are people who have maybe um, – one to two years more experience than you in a certain thing. So they might be able to go, oh, I remember my first. We were talking about writing spec scripts the other day. 
Right. Um, which is if you write a sample episode of a television show that's on the air, you write it for free called on spec. So Allison, I was telling Allison that when I first moved to L.A., everyone was like, you got to write a script to show agents that you can write. And I did. It, no one ever read it. I don't think it got me anywhere, but it's good to have. I wrote a Will and Grace spec script where Will acts super, super flamingly gay um, to prove to Grace's boyfriend that there really isn't anything between them. And somebody told me that the cardinal sin of a spec script is to make a character act a way that they've never behaved in the entire series. I don't know why it's a cardinal sin of a spec script, but it was one of those things that like you don't know until you do it and right, someone, and someone tells you. That, yeah. And it's like that's a small example, but there's always things like that every step of the way. So if you can figure out, like in other words, um, nervous, self-doubt, like that is where I tell people as soon as you can get any kind of whether it's like a spiritual life or therapy or like something else you do that makes you feel like a person. Even right. if it's like I do water aerobics and I feel alive. Like, you know, for me it was like. And if that's it, please let me know because I want to know how that feels. <laughs> I think that would be so fun. I'll water do water aerobics? Okay, I'll do it. Yeah. But, I, you know, even me when I started getting um, used to traveling and I started doing it for fun, I felt like a real grown-up girl. And I was like, oh, okay, so my whole life doesn't have to be a pursuit of a career. So it's like. Enjoy your life because there's, there's got to be something to go home to. And I hate yeah. when people make it seem like it has to be a boyfriend or a husband or a girlfriend or a pet. It's like it can just be you're going home to transition into what you want to do that night, like play chess or whatever. Right. But I also think like everyone's nervous when they move no matter what age. Um, a great example, I did a benefit show the other night. Another name drop, Zach Galpinakis <laughs> came on, and I've known him since way before he was famous, yeah. and he didn't want to go on, and we were trying to figure out when we should go on based on who who thinks they're going to bomb worse and, like, <laughs> who would fuck up the other person. Yeah. And he literally is, like, two years ago was talking about he went to this club and just bombed all weekend. And he's famous, and he doesn't get a pass. Right. Nobody he's does. he's famous. Yeah. And, um, and I said, do you think you're nervous and psyching yourself out? And he goes, of course I am. And I go, oh, well, you never used to be like that. And he goes, well, I used to drink, and now I don't. I go, you drank because you were nervous? I thought you just drank because we were all, like, partying. All he's drinking, like, yeah. He's like, no. I was like, I'm blowing my mind. So you never – it's a perfect example. Right. You never fucking know. Now, with theater, first of all, pursue a career. Again, I will say, write, do comedy, act every day, whether you're getting paid for it or not. You can't go, oh, I'll do it when they pay me. Yeah. And, like, read – like, uh, think of everything as, like, you just have to be grateful for everything, even the, the shit. But also, like, a career in – now, theater degree, I, I took it too literally that he's going to try to pursue theater. That's that's not what you got, right? Because I don't know what the theater scene is here. I don't, I'm not um, sure if they're – There's a couple – Acting, writing, little... comedy. I'm, I'm assuming he's going to, you know, television and film would probably be – I mean, there's theater here, but, you know, obviously people come here. They don't really come here to be a theater star. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not going like to get a go to theater. New York for yeah. that. So. But there are good theater groups and companies if you want to just – Yeah, there is theater. Be doing here. acting sure. on the side. Like for fun and for free, but, but, uh, oh yeah, self doubts, I guess. But I would say, you know, the business is tough and your chances are scarce, but we've seen people that we started with so and people, people that started working. after us yes. who shoot to the top and you're like, they're terrible. So I think too, you could be like, one of these terrible people that get success. It's, but it's also, what is your, you have to figure out what your idea of success is. And that's a whole other question because, yeah, is your idea of success that you're on stage winning an Emmy? Or is your idea of success that you're writing in Conan, which may not be around very long, so get here quick. But, um, oh. like, well, I think his, I think his hot, contract's hot over in 19 or something. I don't know. Oh. Anyway, we know a lot of people write on Conan, so they can call in. She's the one telling their secrets, I have no idea. Me. But um, I'm just saying, somebody's idea of success is writing on a late-night show. Somebody's idea of success is, I'm not going to stop till I get an Emmy. Somebody's idea of success is, I just get up every night and do stand-up, and that is fulfilling to me so yeah. I think that that whole idea of success is a huge question too because if you are only this one thing can fulfill you yeah like if this idea of like what I have to achieve is the only thing that can fill, could fulfill me then that might make you miserable for your whole life if you never get it and if you do get it you might go oh and then when you get there it's always like oh this is what it is like that's yeah that's something that everybody is going to tell you by the way and you're not going to believe it you're not going to believe it I still don't really believe it Jason but what but here's what I do believe you get a job on a TV show and that's when you realize oh it's a job like every yeah, other exactly. job there's a there's terrible coffee in the kitchen and an annoying person that you're going to run into you can get lucky and and get that job that's like the job of your life or you can get the job that's like oh, i don't really like these people this mm -hmm. is a really tough time the showrunner's really mean so like 
Yeah. Realize that too. It is awesome to try to be in this business and be a creative person, but that doesn't mean it's all magical. So like yeah. approach it also that way as a, as a job, you know? And I would say like I had experience writing on this sitcom that was called Perfect Couples. It only filmed 13 episodes. didn't even air all of them. It was imperfect. And I thought it, you know, in the writer's room, it sounded really funny and it was really funny and the actors were funny. It just, something didn't gel and people weren't watching it. And I honestly think it was just, just a period in time where people just really weren't watching um, NBC and and whatever. But uh, the two guys that ran it, one of them came from 30 Rock and one of them worked on Friends since like day one. Wow. And they have had careers at NBC for decades, and they were very wealthy and very successful. And they were still fucking nervous because it was the first time that they ran this particular show with this particular cast, with this particular subject. So that could be a big failure that could derail their career. So as you get more successful, the stakes get higher, and you're still doing a different situation every time. Just because you've run a show before, it's totally different every time. So they were still nervous, and there were still calls from the network, and there was still this. And it was... um, we used to have a joke in the writer's room. There was a, there was a, what's his name? Uh, Paul Reiser. There was like a Paul Reiser few episodes of something that was just in the closet at NBC, like figuratively. And we would joke like, oh, we might get canceled, but it's not like they're going to replace us with the Paul Reiser clunker in the closet. And that's exactly what, <laughs> what happened. happened. They stopped airing the show after nine episodes. Oh we had these God. really cool episodes made and they just put the Paul Reiser thing on, which was like insult to injury. It was like, you how got, did that? You got risered. Got riser. Now yeah. it didn't matter to me because I'm just the lowly writer. So you know, you get the paycheck, and I think that's another important thing. Is like money won't make you happy, but I was mm. like thirty thousand dollars in debt, and when I got a job I don't know about that st- whole yeah. money doesn't make you happy thing, I'm I'm inclined to disagree with that. But uh, I I think it's true too. Like when I started working again and got health insurance and got out of debt, yeah. my life improved because yeah. I wasn't worried all the time. Oh my God, we've been talking about therapy on this episode. Well, we are sponsored by our favorite sponsor, Talkspace. I mean, look, don't push anyone into therapy, but if you're talking about it, maybe they can start there because what I love about Talkspace is it is the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere, anytime. All you need is a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. Therapy in your pocket, people. If you can't fit anything else into your life, well, Talkspace is easy. You can send your therapist a message is what I'm fucking trying to say you don't have to leave the office early and be like oh i'm going to an appointment you don't have to uh tell anybody you you don't have to go somewhere on the weekends you don't have to spend a lot of money and if you don't have health insurance this is perfect so it's and again everyone's afraid of therapy it's not you don't have to get an innermost thoughts or childhood memories you can also just use it for practical everyday strategies for stress management living a happier life you will have a therapist who is a designated person for you to talk to You can pick from over 2,000 licensed therapists. They don't just assign you someone and they're like, deal with it. You get control over this. Um, These therapists have experience in addressing life challenges that we all face to match with your perfect therapist. This is a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. Trust me, because I go to traditional therapy. Talkspace.com slash Jen. Use code Jen to get $45 off of your first month and to show your support for this show. Talkspace.com slash Jen. $45 off your first month and to show support for this show. And a lot of ICM funners are using Talkspace. I even got a letter from someone who is overseas in the military, and they use Talkspace. I will not say their name because they asked me not to. So ICMFun at gmail.com if you have any close personal experience with Talkspace. No commutes, no judgments. Talkspace.com slash Jen. Use code Jen to get $45 off your first month. Talkspace, it's therapy for how we live today. Yeah. Now, it didn't like fulfill my soul or whatever but no one said that it just right. makes your life easier which yeah. if, if your life's easier i don't understand how you're not happy a little happier right me too um so take, don't anyway. take some anxiety have we given you any advice jason yeah and i think <laughs> the thing that sucks jason and this is what i realized when i moved here you can find a neighborhood that you want to live in that makes you feel thriving on in your spare time and then you'll ultimately get a job that is uh, on the other side of town <laughs> like you cannot predict where you're going to be working right so just live somewhere that you want to come like. home to yeah. if you can afford it but don't try to be like i'll live near the studios or i'll live near the you don't no. know find a good fun cute walkable neighborhood that's my i see a low feel as a silver lake i see, lake for I see him. an east side for jason i'm totally about it at water village jason i wonder if he's like a roommate's guy or a He's young, guy. so he's probably a roommate's guy to start, unless there's some, you know, family money. If he has a trust know. fund, then, Jason, please don't have a trust. Then fund. all of our advice goes yeah. out the window. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now this one you were very. Um, Which one? 
Oh, I can't. Is it? Which one? No, you don't. Are you passionate to do it, or are you just like you're having? Let's keep moving. We'll, yeah, we won't do that, that one yet. Yeah. Um, now, this is something I want to. I just want to blow by. I'm not even going to ask your input. I'm just going to because I just kind of want to yell at someone. Who are you yelling? The sex guy. Oh, okay. So this guy, I, I don't. I don't know how to answer you because I don't really talk about sex anymore. It's just sort of not a thing I want to talk about. Um, for me. Sex question? Yeah. So he said, I'm 40 years old, been married for 15 years. I'd love to hear you discuss the importance of sex in your life. I used to. I was a sick and suffering person who uh, overshared, and I don't want to do that anymore, so I'm not going to. Uh, when, you, when you're in a committed relationship, how often are you motivated to initiate sex? That depends on the person. Um, I've been with people where I've always wanted to be with them every second, and then I was married and didn't touch my husband once. So okay. um, Also, after years together, your partner wants to have sex once or twice a day. How would you feel if that didn't match your desire? No, I think, sir, you need to check How out some... How do we know some... this is a guy? Do you know? Oh, I thought it was, because he said female sexuality. Oh, you know what? I just, sometimes I assume something's a guy if I don't like the tone. <laughs> so he said, um... How would you feel if you had sex with your partner every time he felt like it versus only having sex when you both want to? Um, I would not do that um, because that's not consensual. And, it, and it's not rape, but it's, it's, it's also something where if you just want to have sex all the time, like you can even objectify your own partner and it's, it leads to less intimacy. There is something to be said for like you're not opposed to it, you don't hate your partner, and you're not in the mood, but you'll do it with them. Like that's okay. People do that once in a while, but – I think it's different for everyone, and I kind of got the sense that if this is a straight man, that he's using this question and this answer to use against his uh, wife, and I didn't want to answer because everyone's different, and there is no female sexuality. There's just sexuality. Uh, each, Even every different partner women have, they're different people with different partners. So, like, this is between you and your person, and if you need to have sex once or twice a day, I would say... Uh, you got a hole in the soul, and it's not just horniness, and you're trying to fulfill something, and you're objectifying your wife in a way that isn't the fun way, where it's like, you look hot, sweetie. So I don't like this question. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable, and I feel like you might need to talk to a sex therapist or read about uh, yeah. addiction. That's just my thoughts. Okay. I got a bad vibe. Okay. Moving, moving on. on. Okay. Moving on. All right, wait. What's this? Like, Okay. This. All right. This is another relationship one, and I'm going to sum it up like this. Which I'm, one is I'm that? very hard line on this topic. Um, no, I mean, you are like this woman post new year breakup. It's already oh, a page and one. a half. Okay. Yeah. If you cannot sum up. Okay. I'll give you a situation. A to say My ex and I have a complicated thing because we kept trying to be together and we both weren't ready for relationships. And so right. in normal people world, we were both a little sensitive. We both have like different traumas and, and therapies and things we do. Right. So we're a little complicated people. Um, but our situation isn't complicated. It's very simple. It's like we really loved each other. We really weren't sure how to have another person in our lives. We held it inside, and then it just, like, ended. And we've done that twice now. Right. It's okay. not that we have issues we disagree on. Like, we literally are, like, brother and sister. Like, in terms of – well, that's a bad example. <laughs> We're, like, um, simpatico. It's like, right. you know. Um, and it's that not was not about so how hard. well you get along. It's about your – own issues with relationships. Yeah, exactly. Right. And we kept trying to go, oh, we can work on it together, but there's there's things right. that there's things you have to work on on yourself that will come out in a relationship. And we right. we would get together and go, oh fuck, I gotta work on that thing. So anywho, because we didn't have to worry about getting along and arguing and all that, like the focus was always right there on our issue. Anyway. So we're in touch again. We've been talking for months, and we're kind of healing the past, and we're, we're talking so honestly and openly. We're like, oh, my God, why did we never do this before? We thought we were the closest people in the world. So it's sort of like to a normal person who's in normal world who's just, like, very uncomplicated and like, I met my husband in college. Now we're together. Like, I can't explain this to them because they don't even know what outside issues are. They don't understand. Right. And it seems like I'm babbling a lot. But I know that between people like he and I who are a little sensitive, like, people, um, it's very simple work on our outside issues, get together when we're complete people. It's very simple. might not be easy, but it's simple. Right. If a situation is not simple, then I say, ah, goodbye, move on. Move on. I'm uh, so with you on this one. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, then. she says, I have, two, I have tickets to London in two weeks where I was planning on seeing a guy who had been in a long-distance thing with. Earlier today, he let me know he had met someone else over the holidays when he was home in Ireland. Bye, goodbye. You're done. John, he's done. Bye. See ya. That's it. Now deal with the pain and the stress. That'll yeah. go on for a year, but he's out. Goodbye. Bye. Luckily, I have a friend in Edinburgh and will stay with her the whole time of my UK visit. I say just don't even go on the fucking trip. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I had... Because you know you're secretly hoping something's going to happen with him there, even though he's I, not available. Weirdly, I had this a situation where I bought a plane ticket to London to see someone, oh. and he got back together with his ex-girlfriend. Cool timing. Didn't go. I didn't go. I mean, if she wants to go, and she's not going to... Like, she's going to be in... Where are they going to be? Edinburgh? Well, this actually... This letter is months old, so she probably already did what she's oh, going to do. you did it already. And we but I, I think this anyone listening will have something like this in their life and they'll be able to rate. But, but did you feel good about yourself not going? Like, didn't you feel like a real strong woman, even though it was sad? Um, I think I felt okay. I mean, I don't know that I felt like, eh, I'm being so strong. I just think, yeah. like, why would I go? You know? But you kept your dignity in a way. Probably. Like, you would have noticed. I really don't know where my dignity is lately. But <laughs> Like, you would have was... noticed if you had I didn't, lost some let's dignity. Let's put it this way. I didn't use something as an excuse to try to get to the person. Mm-hmm. That's where the problem is and that's me. what I always hear in people because I've done it myself. Especially, I hate to say this, and I'm going to say it, and you can all get mad at me, but women, we have this idea of this thing called closure that we all pretend we want to get. Oh, I just want to talk to him one more time and get closure. There is no such thing as closure. No. In 99.9% of cases, there's no such thing as closure. You're not going to get what you're looking for. If you go and looking for anything, you're setting yourself up for a fail. Mm-hmm. That is my strong advice. If you have to say something to someone and you say it and you walk away and you just needed to say it and you needed no response, if you are, if you know that much about yourself and if you can actually do that, yep. that is one thing. But anytime you go, I just mm-hmm. want closure. I'm like, yeah, you want some closure? Let's have a couple margaritas. You can yeah. cry and we'll be done with it. Do you know there's an expression? You're not necessarily jumping in the ocean, but you want to walk on the edge of it and hope for a really big wave. So in other words, I'm, I've literally <laughs> just got, I think I got that wave just rolled right over me. I think it's like you want closure, but you're hoping when you're closuring, he changes his mind and you end up together. Right. That's what or, I think. Or what is he going to, right. It's like, a, it's like an excuse to re-engage. That's exactly yeah, what you're saying. and you're going to cause yourself more pain. Because what is he going to say? Oh, I'm really, really, really sorry. Um, I, I really didn't mean to hurt you. That's not going to change anything. No, you're just going to really feel better. You're just you going to be still as mad. And with me talking to my ex, we have gone over some things in 2017. Like I was like, I was really hurt by, you know, the breakup. And the thing is, like, I soothed myself with, like, getting my life in order after the breakup. So I'm grateful for it. I learned so much about myself. Then, so that's my own personal closure. I forgave him before I even talked to him again. That was important. Yeah. But B, sometimes when he apologizes and I accept it and it seems like that's it, like shouldn't he be continually tortured and chained? (laughs) And that is me. And the answer is yes. (laughs) And what's sad is he's currently making a living apology to me by by being such a wonderful friend. And the point is I can't accept that. I'm actually getting closure and I can't – when I'm in a – I mean, I am accepting it, but my mind that wants to trick me will tell me this isn't acceptable. What we must do is go into a time machine and go back, go back to who he was in 2017 and yell at him and make him feel bad and go, look at, we have, look how good we're doing. I knew you would hate it dumping me. Like, but there's no such thing. You can't do it. And so you have to forgive. And so there is no closure in that sense. It's all within your own heart, whatever. Right. You're kind of talking about like a middle of the bridge meeting where you're like on New Year's Eve, we're going to meet in the middle of the bridge. And if we both show up. That means we put it behind us. And, but you have to be willing to put it behind you yeah. for real. And I already had put him behind me, so that's why I feel like I can talk to him because – Well, you're, in a, you're not in the place of this. No, no. No. Can I just read my <laughs> – Yeah. Oh, wait. Hang on. Let me finish what so, you're saying. I just want to read my notes because they're all just like – We've known each other for over a decade, the fella and I. Last year while I was visiting our dynamic change, it became sexual and romantic. We did not call ourselves boyfriend and girlfriend but have been talking about a future – not seeing others and so on. I finished school in a year, so I'm Canada bound till then, late in life student, early 30s. It's, I'm already like, it's too much going on. When a gal is told that a guy doesn't want to sleep with anyone else, that he just can't wait to see her again, that the time spent together once again will be so nice, kind messages, going deep, convos in the works, then to be told in the spirit of honesty, I've met someone else who I've really fallen for. He went on to say he's still excited to see me, but the visit to be... No. So guys like this, some pe- and there's people like this, not just guys. They are in love right. with the thought of being in love, and they want to try it on. It's like they're trying on their big boy clothes, and they're just saying this stuff to see how it feels, and they love it, but you're not there, so it's easy to do. Right. And this person he meets, by the way, if you want to console yourself, she's going to get the, the same, same fucking treatment. thing. This exactly. guy does not know how to live. 
Exactly. So I feel emotionally gross like I've been tricked. Well, you, you have. have been. That's literally what yeah. I wrote down. I wrote, you have. And that's okay. Feel gross about it. Yep. And and slide into the skid because you will learn so much more. But also accept it. You have a realization. Accept You've it. had this epiphany. Go ahead and accept that and keep going. Keep reading. <sighs> yeah, keep reading. Oh, I thought you were. Oh, sorry. Are you communicating? So and you wanted to read your notes, or was that your oh, yeah. note? <laughs> well, when you said we did not call ourselves boyfriend and girlfriend, I wrote down, oh, my fucking God, why not? Like, what? Yeah. Like, what? So you're together. You're, like, that to me is, like, a red flag of, like, you can't call each other boyfriend and girlfriend. Why? Like, that, are you? Yeah. yeah. It's just, don't give me that. We if don't it just label. so happened that you like, didn't, that's fine. But if it's like, hey, could we call ourselves this? No, I don't really do that. Fuck off. Get over yourself. Um, I have the note, he's an asshole. Um, <laughs> he he says, uh, he's still excited to see me, for me to visit. Uh, no, I wrote no with like six O's. <laughs> you have been tricked. And then I wrote, the only way past it is through it. I think that's a real um, lesson of this letter is that the only way past, past it is, is through it. it. God, you I love feel that, confused and sad. And guess what? You are right to feel confused and sad. It sucks. It sucks, 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 sucks. Yeah. But the only way you're going to get through this, you have to actually go through it. Not you can't go around it. No. Nope. You can't pretend not to feel those things. Feel them. Scream. Get angry. Actually, get angry too, because this Angry's... guy did something shitty to you. So own that as well as and your sadness. I was told once I uh, last year during my breakup, it was sad and boo, and I'm terrible and boo. <laughs> and then about month six, I started to get real angry, and someone yeah. goes, "You know what? That's your self worth coming through." Yes. And I'm like, "That's fucking yes. great." Yes. Yeah, because what, again, I hate to say, but a lot of women turn it on themselves. Mm-hmm. What didn't I do? Why wasn't I not? It's nothing, it's nothing to do with you. It's yeah. this guy's fucking problems. And you were just, like you said, like a trial run for his fucking issues. Yeah. And you're part in it if you want to blame yourself for anything. It's just sort of like uh, getting involved with such a thing and kind of maybe living in a little bit of a fantasy in your head. But right. you didn't do anything wrong to make him not choose Oh, you. of course not. No, 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 no. Yeah, he, he's not choosing anyway. All right. Well, this is. I think you might I be think good with this you one. Go get a spa day and have some fun and do what you need to do. And even if she's like, "Yeah, guys, I already worked this out. This is." <laughs> yeah, she's like, "I wrote this seven years ago. I'm married." <laughs> Jen just doesn't I just check got her married. email. Yeah, to the guy. <laughs> That'd be amazing. She's like, he had a total she's, change of heart. Back. Actually, we had closure. <laughs> she's like, closure is real. That's her next <laughs> email to us. Closure is real. This. Oh, all right. <laughs> Which one are you going to now? Single mom. Oh, single mom. I like you. I think that this is kind of a fun one. I love her. Single mom glances at man is what I'm I titled I this one. I judging them like they're worthy or not. I'm like, I like this one. Like, sorry, no, guys. some advice is more fun to give sorry, than others. Guys. It's not a personal. Sorry, guys. Here's one for you. I'm a single mom to a seven-year-old boy. Ooh, ooh, I give you credit. I couldn't be a mom if I had five husbands. Um, <laughs> that you don't, she doesn't do a lot of dating. Yeah, I don't have a lot of free time. No shit. And when I do, I'm happy to spend it alone, contrary to what my friends think is best for me. Oh, shut up, friends. My dilemma is that my son's father, daughter, mother, son... Wait, what? Oh, my son's father, daughter, mother, Mother, son son dance. dance. I met a handsome single dad that I instantly clicked with. We mm, Maybe he's gay. We chatted through... (laughs) We have to think about that these days. I didn't even think about that. These days, gals. So true. They let them have kids now. We chatted throughout the two-hour event about work, hobbies, etc., and he never mentioned a wife or girlfriend, even when asked leading questions. Something's weird there, but okay. But he never explicitly said he was single either. He might Mm. be seeing some people. I bet if he's recently single, he might be kind of playing the field and doesn't want to commit with someone who has a kid. Like, he's probably looking at 20-year-olds on Tinder. You never know. But that's my (laughs) negativity. We left without exchanging digits, but we did have a Hallmark-worthy catching-each-other-glance-over-the-shoulder moment after we said goodbye. My local radio show does a misconnection segment, but I'm worried that would be creepy if he hears it. Yeah, it would yeah, be. don't do it. I meet so few people I'm interested in that I'm having a hard time letting this go. Does it sound like he was just passing the time or should I try to find him? I have three thoughts on this. All right, let's hear him. First of all, I hope he listens to this podcast because <laughs> that will be two. Um, he could have been just passing the time. You also should try to find him and at least you'll know. Um, my suspicion, just I just have a little negativity towards like men right now. Not because of my own personal life, just I just because they're men. Well, just something in the culture with men is happening. And <laughs> is I, it? I, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like um, there could be a world where he, uh, again, if he's recently single, is dating people and doesn't want a felt. Sometimes guys don't want someone who's 
we love people who are just like us going through what we're going through. Oh my God, a single dad, we can do right. this. But guys are like, I want the opposite. I want a, you know, sing, a woman without kids or someone who's 20 or someone who's emotionally unavailable. We don't know why he's divorced. It could be his issue. So he could be someone who's like shitty at this stuff. And even if you did glance at each other, it doesn't mean that he didn't glance at you. It doesn't mean he wants to be with you either. So take all that into consideration. Right. If there's any fantasy in your head where if you don't get the result you want, you'll be hurt. Don't do it then. But if you're just like, hey, I'm trying to have some fucking fun here, contact him. Go for it. Yes. That's you don't need what the, I say. She can get his info somehow, yeah, right? you got to know someone who knows him, Have right? your son give a note to your son and have him give it to his... I'm kidding. <laughs> that would be really cute, though. Yeah. Um, In a movie, like a J-Lo movie. That it work. is very much a movie here. This is yeah. like such a like meet cute. But um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm like, you know, ladies, it's not easy to do, but you can ask. Like, she could have that night just been like, are you single? Yeah. I mean, I know that's not easy to do, and it's not for everybody, and maybe you feel like it's too soon, and I get all that stuff, but now you're left with, like, doing a weird research project on this guy that you actually liked. So Right, because she said a lot of leading questions, but men and women have different uh, ideas about what leading questions are. And again, we're being very heteronormative gender cis. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, don't do the weird radio thing. Just, I didn't know there was radio left, by the way. That's, uh, where, where are you from? Mountain, <laughs> like, chalet. Okay, I don't know why there'd be a chalet radio station, but I love the idea it's of it. It's very elite. I would just ask around, try to find out, and, you know, reach out and say, like, let's let's grab a coffee or a drink and get yeah. to know each other. I think, and at the very least, maybe you'll make a new hot friend who can, like, right. help parent your son. It's very about a boy, too. Like, in that movie, I watched it on a plane recently. In that movie, Hugh Grant uh, had worked at a phone banking place. Like, uh, he, he was very wealthy, so he volunteered yeah. at, like, a oh, right. humanitarian okay. kind of place. And there was this guy he worked with. And at the end of the movie, like, is it Nicolette Sheridan? The, no, 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 no. Her name. The, the woman who has the kid that keeps bothering him. Um, the boy. You know, the boy. About a boy. You would think that, um, or is it the boy inside Hugh Grant? Come on, Allison. I don't know. You would think that in that movie, oh, he's going to get together with the single mom. But in fact, he introduces her to the eventual, the, the, the guy he used to work with years ago. It's just a quick tag at the end when, you know. So he meets someone else. Anyway, the point is, the more, if you're single, the more you know different people, it'll bring you someone. And, and that's, by the way, never yeah, happened to me, but it's no. totally the way I look at things. Do but, it now, kids, because when you're older, everybody's going to pair off and it's going to be a nightmare. You just got to wait for the second divorces to roll in. No, actually, the third divorces where the do men they know ever, they can't get someone younger anymore and they might date, date age appropriate. In? I don't know. Um, okay, so there's two questions about... Okay, I, I don't think we're going to get to the work one. I'm sorry. It's I, so long. I let's can't. talk about therapy. Um, oh, okay. Yes. There's two questions... First of all, okay, this is a new one. You didn't see it. It's a woman. Oh. Okay. Answer. Advice for getting my husband to go to therapy. I know only answer is I can't, and I can only make suggestions, and he needs to decide. I can also tell him the positive experience I have had in therapy, but he doesn't seem to believe me or think it'll help. Okay, you're wrong about what you should do. <laughs> now. Is that the whole thing? Yeah. Okay. Here's my deal. What's your deal? It's a psychological phenomenon that... Sometimes the person that is trying to get you to do something, you have made a decision whether you know it or not, you tune out, you will not hear it from them. True, true, it's true. It's going to happen. True, 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 one true. of his friends is going to go to therapy, whatever. Now, if you believe in a universal force that makes the world turn or whatever, he was born with his own karmic blueprint. You didn't control the day he was born. Unless you murder him, you won't control the day he dies, right? <laughs> We're not suggesting that. <laughs> We're not suggesting that. You did not hear that here. But maybe for his own personal journey, part of it, is that he's not going to therapy right now and being really resistant and is driving his wife crazy. Like maybe that's what's supposed to happen on, and then he'll get there on his own. Like, but we can't control others. Right. We can only control ourselves. You have to ask yourself why it's so important that you want him to go to therapy. Maybe pick up a book on codependence. I'm just saying, not that you are one 24-7, but sometimes like when there's things in my life I don't want to look at and I'm focused on food too much or drinking too much or this too much, I can get a little wisdom from things that deal with people who have that problem all the time. So like Rita, codependent, no more. Just look into just how to relax around, I can't, even this notion, I can only make positive suggestions about my experience. Don't even do that. Just be the change you want to see in him. Be amazing and fun and just great and live your life. Like every time you want to suggest it to him, go do something for yourself. Put Do your nails. Go buy a magazine. And he will be so 
he will feel so much space and love from you that he'll actually maybe want to do it if he's going to do it for you. But he won't do it. You have to stop talking about it right now. I've experienced this, and I promise you it's the fucking truth. When my ex and I broke up, I had all these things that I was trying to help him with. And he had all these like certain appointments, like one for this, one for that. Yeah. And I saw him recently and I was like, oh my God, you look like a guy without a girlfriend. He's like, yeah, I started smoking again. Like I canceled this appointment. Like just totally went off the rails against me when we broke up because I'd been telling him what to do. And he, and now there's so much space between us and like love and support. And like, I don't tell him what to do that right. he is slowly talking about the things he wants to improve. And I'm like, that's what I said last time. But because it was coming from the partner, it just doesn't work that I, way. Okay, so many things to say. I'm totally with you. Um, the one time that I got someone I was with to go to therapy, because he se- he was genuinely like really depressed, and I said, look, go once, go twice. If you hate it, don't go again. I don't care. I have a great therapist you should go to, whatever. Uh, broke up with me after he went to therapy. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, and the, it was a, it was like horrible because he went to the therapist that I had been to, who I loved, and the result of that was him dumping me. So you know, just a little sidebar: things don't always go the way you think they're going to go. Okay. I think that's amazing advice and something to keep um, in mind. But the other thing, and I definitely, oh, and also he could go and then not be into it and start resenting you and not talk about it. You just don't. Yeah, know. like for you, it's been a great experience, but you never, you know, be careful. It's a little bit of a be careful what you wish for, but I'm not, look, we don't know also in this note why you want him to go to Yeah, therapy. if he's like abusive, then maybe like, look at that. Um, and so I would say what Jen said is, you know, look at your own stuff in, in relationship to your relationship with him. Does that make sense? Yeah. Look at your own stuff and your, like, it, are you at the point with this with your husband where things are untenable and he won't go to therapy even though it, as like a well-rounded fulfilled smart person he probably should to help the marriage and is that someone you actually want to be with like those are questions for you yeah I mean it would be great I can see it sounds like to me you have the best intentions for him I don't know if it's to help the relationship or he's just depressed or whatever it is I can fully appreciate that, but again, the only thing you control is your relationship to him, what you want to do in light of his decisions in the relationship. So it seems to me like he may eventually go or not go, but it's really more about like, how are you going to exist in this relationship and do you want to? So smart. And I would also say this, I'm not a big fan of ultimatums. Like No, because they just drive people away. Yeah. And I think, but if you want to set a boundary, which I think is like a slight better shift, if it's like, look, if you don't go to therapy we're going to have to split up. Like, don't say that, but if it is bad enough where it's like, then you just remove yourself, whether you go stay with someone for three weeks and say, honey, I'm, I'm having trouble with your behavior in this area. And I, I try to like can, and I think I just need to remove myself from the situation just for now. And that might move him to go, but just don't do anything for a result. Just do it for yourself. Well, I mean, another experience from my life many millions of years ago is a friend of mine literally said to me, if you don't go to therapy, I can't be friends with you anymore. Mm. And guess what the outcome of that was? We were no longer friends because this person was giving me this crazy ultimatum, which, Mm. what, you know, how is that supposed to help me? Like, it'd be, it's a different conversation if someone sits down and says, hey, I'm just thinking maybe if you... I'm here for you. Yeah. If you decide, look, we've been having these problems in our friendship. I've found therapy to be helpful. If you ever think about wanting to go, I'm here for you to be a resource. That's a totally different conversation yeah. than saying, if you don't do this, I'm going to not be your friend anymore. And because I was just like, well, then fuck you. You know? Like, and I think it's more impactful if someone says that resource thing because you kind of feel like a shame. I'm just like, oh, God, I didn't know. It, you might think about it. Yeah. It, it's because it's. Cause it's it's the difference is the person holding their own boundary, like you said, mm-hmm. and saying like, this is my feeling about what's going on with us. And the other is it's you because two people are in the relationship. Yeah. And even if he goes to therapy and maybe things, again, you just don't know how things are going to turn out. So you really just only have your experience in the relationship to go on. I agree. Um, all right. Nice. One last question. Somebody asked about Paul. Aaron, we're at an hour, right? 54. Five okay. hours. Do you think that we can, in six minutes, squeeze really quick politics and style? We'll um, end on style. Do style. I'm leaving politics to you because that's your... Oh, I thought you liked that one. Well, I just... I don't have the experience on that one that oh, I think okay. you do. 
Well, let's see this. As a regular listener of your podcast, I know that you have some family members that voted for Trump. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not sure if they are as extreme in their beliefs as my family is. I was wondering is how you deal with conflict over politics. Personally, I'm finding it very difficult to have a conversation with them about politics when all they do is deny the facts and label everything as fake news. Um, they watch so much Fox News that I want to put a parental lock on it out of spite. How do you rationalize with someone that doesn't want to accept basic facts? Or is it better just to ignore their ramblings in order to avoid conflict? The holidays will be around the corner before we know it. I like the way this lady thinks. You really will be, um, <laughs> which will be more conducive to arguments as I'll be surrounded by more of my conservative family members. I love my family, but I get very frustrated. Okay, here's what I do. I think a lot of people in my extended family have voted for Trump. Um, I see them once a year if I choose to go to my sister's Christmas party, which I haven't been to in six years. Now, that is not really about my family. It's about mm, every time I've had some kind of project to work on or tour, it has not aligned. Their Christmas parties a week before Christmas, and if I go home and see my family – it's on Christmas. So I don't want to be in right. Massachusetts like for 10 days. It does not that go, doesn't work. go with my schedule or my life. Yeah. So I just don't go to the big family Christmas party. Now there is a world where I go to the big family Christmas party and stay in LA on Christmas. And I almost thought about doing that the year Trump got elected. And I was so raw that I was like, if anyone says anything to me, I'm going to lose. I, I'm going to yeah. just at the very least feel sad. And at that point, no one in my family was bullying like, hey, Trump's the best. But they would have thought it was funny. Like, hey, yours didn't win. Mine did. And I was more in tune with the whole Russia thing at that point and just how really sad this was. And I didn't want to go there. So there's probably about 20 to 30 people in my extended family that voted for him. Wow. Or maybe 20. Okay. And um, <laughs> there's like, a lot wow, of people. You're like just family. twenty. Let's <laughs> yeah. not go too far. Now my dad did, and the thing is, my dad hit his head years ago, and <laughs> Sorry, I know it's so weird. He woke oh, up and suddenly God. didn't smoke anymore, and kind of got more conservative because he hit his head. That's what he That's said. So interesting. Yeah, and he kind of got more conservative. Now it was always brewing inside him. Yeah. But what I love about my dad is he has good values, like. When he, and I think I talked about this on the live episode of my podcast, so I won't get too into it, but when he is out and about in the real world, like gay people, black people, like when he meets an actual person, like he's They're amazing. real to yeah. him and, and he, he doesn't go around. Acts accordingly. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't go around talking about gays or blacks anyway, but in general, right. he's abnormally afraid of uh, ISIS, like they're coming to the door. He um, believes like that the stock market is the economy. He's just, you know, and so it's like, we just don't have the same beliefs, but in the same, in a weird way, we kind of have the same values on like 50% right, of things. Right. And I just feel like he's so easily manipulated by this stuff. He could actually be manipulated into the right thing. Um, but we just don't have time in this lifetime and he's about to turn 80. So it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm really sad more at culture than him. Like I'm really angry at Fox news and that whole culture that brainwashed my dad. But, um, right. I told him when Trump was elected, this hurts me more than, you know, I never want to talk about it. And if you do, I won't be in your life. And he took it seriously. He, wow. he emailed me once, and I'm like, Dad, I'm sorry to yell at you, but you cannot fucking talk to me about this. And he was like, okay. And we had a little bit of a cry fest last Thanksgiving because I, I was just sad observing him watching Fox News, and I lost my shit. Um, and I started crying, and then I came downstairs, and I just said, I love you. And it was very sad. I'm going to cry. But, um, but my sister, who sees them more, talks to them more about it, I think. And, and they don't fight. But it just seems frustrating. Right. And so I just don't talk to my parents about politics. I don't see them enough. I don't know how close you live to these people. I don't see my extended family because I don't know who did what. <laughs> um, I only talk to my parents about other things. And I, I, uh, I'm, I can't rationalize with them. It's not one of those things where it's like, you're a bad white person because you're not. <laughs> it's like I right. do everything I can. I, these two people are not going to change their minds. They're not going to be politically active. Like it's not happening. So I let it go. I, I think of my whole life experience with them as people that encourage me to be in the arts and they've been, they're not, they have crazy beliefs. Well, I don't know about my mom. My dad has crazy beliefs, but he doesn't make it my problem. And they really love and respect me. Like he has told me many times he really thinks I'm smart and respects me. So I have a really good relationship with them, but I would say you don't have to talk to these people because this is so extreme now with Trump yeah. that it's really picking sides of history you want to be on. It's not Bush and the war. This is serious. I mean, not that that wasn't. Well, <laughs> well I mean, she does. It's a she, right? I don't know. She, he or I, she. I think it's a I she. I can't tell. Does say, um, I love my family. So there's that love there, like you're talking about. Yeah. And I think that's also really difficult to um, deal with. But, you know, you're talking again about setting a boundary and sticking to it so you can coexist with these people that you love. Yeah. And it's okay for a while you don't. 
That's all I'm saying. Yep. You can't coexist. Our last quick question. Last quickie. Jen, I love the podcast. I want to say that you're steadily becoming my style icon. <laughs> mm. I heard you mention on Juicy Scoop, that's my friend Heather McDonald's podcast, the brand Sam Edelman for cute shoes. They're like, um, oh, there's another brand. I love. I love. Sam Edelman's the best. There's, oh, there's a brand that's more expensive. It's like he's the ripoff of that more expensive brand, and I can't think of the name. Okay. I bought a pair of their loafers, and I love them. Do you have any other great brand recommendations? Um, for shoes, I like to. I'm a cheap ass when it comes to clothes. Like I'll spend more money on like travel or something like that, or makeup and and um, makeup and like skin products. I'll spend money on that I shouldn't. But clothing, I'm a cheap fuck. So really, yeah. I, I don't oh, – I might spend a lot of things on sale, but I don't buy one piece for – I should. I want to be right, like a French right, woman who buys right. five things. But I like a Vince Camuto shoe. That's another Sam Edelman like type. I do like them too. Yeah. I do like those too. Um, they fit really nicely. They have a lot of classic pieces. Mm. You can get like a very classic like black booty from a Vince Camuto. Yeah, You can get something more, you know, like spiky or whatever. But mm-hmm. like they have a lot of good like basic pieces, I think. And I'm into like a nice fun sneaker like – an Adidas. I love a sneaker. Yeah. As you know. A but Nike, I, Nike makes amazing. Fashionable. Uh, yeah. Like just the cutest um, patterns. And they're going like back to the kind of old school styles. And it's love it. I love those, but do not wear them like to work out sneakers is a separate thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Any other recommendations? I mean, no. Are we talking Clothing, shoes, shoes anything. I mean, I still love I a top know. shop. I'm sorry. I oh yeah, top shop. I I used to be such a J Crew person because I have that old um, East Coast preppy like fascination. Oh, yeah. But then now they're like, I think they got bought by the Urban Outfitters line or something, and it's just oh. not as good anymore. I like I mourn it like every day. You know, it's a good website too, Latote. Oh, I don't know it. Um, oh wait, I shouldn't say that because I'm. Never mind. <laughs> You know, I would go to Bobble Bar personally. Thank you. Oh, my necklace line's done with them. Oh, it's done. Yeah, it was only Don't go, guys. I wish I had more recommendations, but I don't. Okay, great. Um, Well, that's how we end the episode. And there are magazines. Just look at magazines. Yeah, just look at magazines. I think, like, you know, you can get a lot of recommendations because they are actually fashion magazines. Yeah, I don't have a brand thing. (laughs) Why did you sound so cunty suddenly in that last question? Excuse me, there's magazines. (laughs) Well, I just mean, like, you know, yeah, it does help. If you really want to do some research, that's a great place to start. I would do Harper's Bazaar always has good um, – they're like, what's where in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s? Uh-huh. But you can always find, like, the cheap rip-off version of yeah, something. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Um, I'll think about that one some more. Maybe on a different episode. I'll look in my closet at what brands I have because I don't even through. fucking know. Just go through. Just go through. The only way through is through. <laughs> the only way to get beyond it is through it. Let's Until next week, have fun. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.